0: It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. Christmas Eve, everyone. I'm Jeff Parles, Alex White. Alongside, we are thrilled to be with you here the day before Christmas. Alex, good morning. Good morning. We are off tomorrow. Just want to at least kick it off with that. So if you're looking for us tomorrow, you won't see us. We'll get through all the games here in the next hour, getting you ready for a week. 16 in the National Football League. And Alex, you know what? Let's dive right in with the Indianapolis Colts and the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Both of us have had enough of the Falcons. Let's just be real on that. Taylor Heineke gets the start for Atlanta here today on Christmas Eve. So this has been a weird week injury wise for Indianapolis. Michael Pittman got cleared through concussion protocol. And then the word I heard yesterday was quote unquote relapsing in concussion protocol, which. Probably means he never should have been cleared in concussion protocol. That's all that means. So he is out today. Um, But finally, we've got the three last night. Now, finally, this morning, the Colt money has showed. Down back to two and a half, Atlanta laying it. This game opened Indy minus two. Right. Now, Atlanta minus two. As I joked with Chris on Friday, there's usually... The, the wise guy union doesn't exist, but it feels like the wise guy union exists on this game and this game only this week, even though that's not the case anymore with this morning uh, on one game. that we'll get to in a little bit, but Alex, I think we're in the same camp, at least on the side, but you've been betting Colts overs all year. Are you going back to the well here again today?
1: Of course, you know it, Jeff, four straight overs for the Colts. I mean, Minshew's done just enough for this team to keep them in it and to help us get that over. And then the three games we saw Heineke in, that was an average that was an average total of 53 points. So I'm expecting points from both sides here. I mean, the Falcons do need another spark. I understand the move with bringing Heineke back in. But you know what's going to happen, Jeff. You know the, the Falcons are going to win this game and neither of us will have a bet on it. But over 44 and a half is the bet for me today on this one.
0: You know, it's 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 an interesting game for a lot of circumstances. If we look at the standings real quick in the AFC South, and this will be the same theme today, all these teams, we thought this was going to be the one of the, if not the worst division in football, the worst division in the AFC. And here you are with only Tennessee. Tennessee's done. They're eliminated. Their loss last week knocked them out. Uh, looks like Ryan Tannehill is going to start today for the Titans. We'll get to that game in a little bit against Seattle. But look at that. Eight and six, eight and six, eight and six. Jacksonville, who we'll get to later, looks like they will have Trevor Lawrence today. Uh, has let everyone back into this race, and for Indianapolis, Alex, where this was a, we'll get to Houston a little bit, but Indianapolis six and a half win total. I thought, all right, if everything goes right, they get to the seven, and that would be if everything goes right. And here they are with three games to go. Short dog today. They'll be favored next week against the Raiders. I feel confident in that, despite the wildness and the movement today in the line. And then Houston, the final week, flip game, coin flip. They beat it. Houston up in week two. Granted, both those teams look very different today yes. than they did in week two. I'm just flat out ask you here, what do you think is going to win this division here? Of course, Jacksonville in most markets that have divisions up. Jacksonville, you're still laying a price, but this was close to 8 $9 just a few weeks ago.
1: Well, it looks like Jacksonville does have a pretty easy schedule from here on out. So I think they can get it done. But right now, as of today, the Colts are the most complete team. I mean, we also had a couple suspensions, right, with that team. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how that that
0: shouldn't impact that much.
1: How they play today, but. I mean, you got to give them credit. Anthony Richardson looked really good for them, and they had high hopes. And then Gardner Minshew comes in and just keeps them rolling. So definitely between those two teams for me right now. But we'll see what Case Keenum can do for the Texans as well. So it's a very interesting division this one.
0: Still laying a dollar fifty right now on Jacksonville. That that's the price right now. You're laying plus two eighty on Indianapolis, plus three fifty on Houston. That's about consensus right now for the places that have. The division odds up Atlanta is still alive in the NFC South. As we know, Tampa leading that division by a game over Atlanta, a half game with the game pending today for the bucks over the saints. Uh, let's uh, go to this one here. Green Bay on the road in Charlotte to take on the Carolina Panthers. Panthers red hot one straight win <laughs> with no field with no touchdowns last week, nine seven over the Falcons. Uh, Green Bay, Alex, you know what? This is the one thing that you have to be careful with, 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 reacting a little too hard to a few good results where Green Bay, going to be, they beat back-to-back division champions, Detroit and Kansas City, two straight weeks. And now here they are, losing to Tommy DeVito and the Giants on Monday night. And then Baker Mayfield went off, only perfect pass rating by a road quarterback in Lambo history last week. And now they go on the road to Carolina. and Folks are betting the Panthers this morning. Chris and company have the only four remaining in the market now it's three and a half across the board. Total thirty and totals all over the joint here. As high as 39 and a half, as low as thirty-eight. Uh I, I have nothing in this game, but it is a little bit interesting to see the 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 market come in on Carolina this morning. We knew Christian Watson wasn't going to play. He's out again. But still a little bit surprising to see the market come in as aggressively on Carolina with how that how that team has looked all year.
1: I kind of agree with it, though. I was looking at the four and a half with the Panthers early this week, and I I didn't jump on it because I don't know which Packers team we're going to get. I feel like they play to the level of their competition. We saw that when they beat the Chiefs and they beat the Chargers and then kind of slowed down there against the Giants. And of course, last week, it wasn't even really competitive against Tampa Bay. So it really just depends on the Packers here and who shows up and what Jordan Love we get. But I didn't make the move yet. I also agree with the over, too. I think I think we're going to see some points in this one.
0: 39. That's up three points from the opener today. Uh, weather in Charlotte, just uh, making sure my notes are right. They are, because it's at 65 degrees. And, yes, we know better climate in Charlotte, but that's still pretty, pretty high for a, a, the day yes. before Christmas. By the way, that's going to be the theme for weather today unseasonably warm temperatures in places you wouldn't expect it. Granted, we have a, not quite a fog bowl from the from the past, but a bunch of fog in Chicago uh, coming later today. All right, let's go to Cleveland and Houston here. Alex, the Browns, three-point favorites in this one with a total of 40. Uh, no CJ Stroud yet. Again, he's not quite ready, but D'Amico Ryan's earlier today saying he's making progress in concussion protocol, which gives it a good sign that probably he'll be ready to go. Next week for the Texans. Again, Houston right in the thick of it. In the AFC South, as we know, uh, they get Tennessee next week. Indianapolis uh, the week after that. Alex, right now, it is a Cleveland Brown three-point favorite. 40 the total in this one.
1: Small play on Texans plus three, but I also teased them up to nine. Um, The Browns looked really great, again, the last two weeks, right? But they were back in Cleveland. This team is a huge road home split. So the two games we saw before that they lost 29 to 12 to the Broncos, 36 to 19 to the Rams. I think the Texans can stay in this one. I mean they are fighting and trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. Case Keenum did just enough last week, 23 of 36 with 229 yards, with a touchdown and one interception. I think he'll get even better this week. So points at the Texans. I like it better at nine. So I tease that up.
0: You know, this is just one of those games for me where we saw Houston last week with Keenum. They were looked awful on offense for three quarters, but found a way. They found a way. They get the game to overtime. They win it in overtime 19-16. Thank goodness for them. Fairbairn was back, and it wasn't Amendola kicking for them. Uh, and now when Fairbairn made the kick, no problem to win the game. You know, this is just one of those games where I feel like the market has overvalued the Browns just slightly. I think Cleveland should be favored in this game, but I think it should be one. Now, I understand when you're dealing with these numbers, these short numbers, three, you're asking for a push more times than not, but I did take the three with Houston. I would not be shocked if Houston wins this game outright either. You take Cleveland on the road. We've talked about this. Their home road splits defensively are jarring. They're as good as anyone in the NFL at home on defense. On the road, they're still okay. But you look at the point totals and the yards per play, I mean, you gave up 38 on the road to Indianapolis. Uh, Obviously, we know the Colts like playing overs, but that's a little much. Seattle, they gave up that game-winning touchdown at the end uh, on the big drive, Gino to Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. On that one, 31 to Baltimore, 29 to Denver. Turnovers, I know, played a big role in that game, but still, high point total, 36 to the Rams. Again, turnovers played a role there, but still thirty six points, a lot of points. Now, I'm not saying Houston's the team that's gonna be able to put up points in their current form with no tank Dell, and of course Stroud being out again. But this feels like we've overvalued Cleveland off of the last few weeks with how well Flacco's played. I also think this total's too high at forty, even though Cleveland has put up a ton of points, averaging over thirty-five a game against the AFC South. So we're gonna stay we're gonna we're gonna go with Houston plus the three for me. Nothing else here.
1: in one. You know what I'm most impressed with with this Houston team is how they have utilized Devin Singletary. Oh, yeah. We saw him the last few years in Buffalo and really didn't do much. And now he had 121 yards last week on 26 carries, and he's averaging five yards a carry in his last six games. You um, talking about defense, too. Houston's defense has been much better at home. They've held opponents to an average of 19 points a game. So both on the same side here with the Texans.
0: Let's uh let's go to Tennessee and Seattle. Seahawks, three-point favorites, total 42 on this one. Geno Smith back in the fold. Ryan Tannehill, more likely than not, uh, not more likely than not, is going to uh going to be the starter today uh for the Tennessee Titans. Again, all I'll say here, all I'll say here with this game, is Tennessee is a good Home dog, they're very bad. Like last week, put into the home favorite role, they lost the game outright. Forget covering this week, getting three against Seattle. Where again, I want to see Gino be healthy. I need to see that he's uh, that he's a hundred percent before even looking at Seattle. But this is a tricky spot for the Seahawks. Off that dramatic Monday night win, right back into the playoff chase, they went out. They're more likely to not getting in into the getting into the NFC playoffs. Alex, I would only take the three with the Titans. I also think I'd look to the over in this game at 42. I, I don't like how Seattle's defense travels. Uh, Tennessee, yeah, defense is you bend but don't break. But I don't mind going over to 42 in that one. I know the numbers gone down through the week.
1: So nothing for me in this game. I just, the Titans really have nothing to play for but pride. Um, I do think Tannehill will look better again, getting his starting spot back. but four defensive players out for Tennessee, four questionable on the offensive side and you're right it's just a weird spot for Seattle coming off that big win over the Cowboys. So, I passed on this one that the number was right.
0: Tennessee again eliminated from playoff contention right now in the NFC playoff standings. Seattle 7 and 7 if the playoffs started today for the Seattle Seahawks. You would be looking at them in right now. They would be in because of the virtue of the fact that there <laughs> are only three teams at seven and seven seven and seven are better right now. They do have problems tiebreaker wise. The Rams swept them this year. If there's a tie with those teams in the in the in the north, uh they would uh they would be behind. So actually technically Minnesota entering the day. Granted, Seattle wins, Minnesota wins, Seattle would, would take that uh lead over. But it is it is a difficult spot here again for Seattle. I would be a little bit concerned about this being like, hey, they're much better. Slam dunk. It's only three for a reason. Uh and also again, going on the road, very very difficult regardless of who you're playing. All right. <laughs> I'll be quick on this game. There are, there are two ga- there are two games today that are bad games. Two games that might as well be preseason games today. I know Chicago's technically still alive in the NFC playoff picture, but let's be realistic. here. This game, both of these teams are eliminated. The Jets hosting the Washington Commanders defense 32 against offense 32. We just learned a few moments ago, uh, Brian Costello of the New York Post with an interview with Woody Johnson just came alive that the regime for the Jets will be back in 2024. Both Joe Douglas and Robert Sala will be retained. So it's not even a coaching for job circumstance anymore now. For the Jets, fourth quarterback of the year, Trevor Simeon, will go. There was some question of who would play quarterback for Washington. It will be Sam Howell, 37 total. The Jets, with their fourth quarterback, are three-point favorites in this game, which I think all you need to know about Washington <laughs> is that number right there.
1: <laughs> I think we knew that about the coaches, right? Aaron Rodgers went we there assu- to we play assu- for we, them. We, we,
0: we assumed, I think, the way that the season has played out, I think I put a little doubt into it. Yeah. I personally think it's a mistake to bring everyone back. But I'm not the one uh, writing the checks here.
1: So I was looking at the under in this game. I mean, the commanders, they found a little life with Jacoby Brissett coming in last week, but they're going back to Sam Howell. So I would only look at the under with these two in this quarterback matchup. Plus the Jets defense continues to show up and do their job. But I think I'm going to wait. Maybe do it in-game here. If the Jets are actually moving the ball, I might jump on them for the second half because their defense, they're the second best in the league, holding teams to just 7.6 points in the second half. So maybe they can get enough just to cover in that second half there. Or if they aren't moving the ball, maybe I can jump on the over for the second half. I mean, jump on the under in the second half between the two of them.
0: You know, this is... you don't know what the motivation is going to be both sides here. Uh, Ron Rivera is done. We know this. Ron Rivera is gone. We we know that with the new ownership in Washington, they're going to hire a new GM. We already know that's coming at some point. They're going to they're going to fire Rivera. It's just going to be a matter of who the who the coach is. The big question is, does this even matter for Sam How? Where I know that may sound weird, but at least for Wash in Washington, if the new GM doesn't like Sam How, they're going to they're either going to Bring Brissett back and let Brissett be the starter next year, or they're just going to start over. If they lose this game today, if Washington loses out, okay, and they will be favored to lose out the rest of the way, <laughs> the Washington Commanders will be picking no worse than fourth in this upcoming NFL draft. They could very easily, with a win by either, actually, based off the way of this, with a win by either New England or Arizona the rest of the way. Because of strength of schedule, Washington, more likely than not, will actually be able to have a chance to hop either of those teams because right now Arizona with a 5.62 strength of schedule, New England with a 5.23, Washington at 5.17. If it's a tie, they go on strength of schedule. The weakest strength of schedule will get the best draft pick because that technically was the worst team based off the NFL's theory. Uh, but I, if you're Washington losing out for both of these teams, honestly, Losing out behooves you with this draft position for Washington. If you're picking in the top two, you're almost assuredly ending up with one of those quarterbacks, which could be a North Carolina guy replacing a North Carolina guy with Drake May potentially coming into Washington. Now.
1: Very interesting. And Washington's next two matchups—they've got the Niners and the Cowboys. Oh, so. the
0: Niners! I'm sure. I'm sure the Niners will take it easy in that game, Alex. <laughs> I, how many? I, you know, it's the NFL. We saw it last night too. Like anything can happen. The, the Chargers had a real a real shot to win that game last night. They had a real shot. Buffalo finds a way 24-22. No sweat whatsoever. If he had the underdog last night, right? Had no doubt. The only the only time he had a sliver of doubt was when it was 14-10 at halftime. I was like, uh oh, this yes. is this going to turn into one of those 35-10 games? But Chargers, I got to give I got to give the peanut butter uh, the peanut butter man a big credit for having a team ready to go. <laughs> Uh, last night, in uh, Jeff Smith uh, last night. But regardless, for um, God, Washington, San Francisco, I mean, San Francisco could legitimately score a touchdown at every possession in that game if they wanted to uh, next week against Washington. Uh, the last of the 10 a.m. games, our guy Vinny Maliulo is coming in in a few minutes to go through the rest of the card. Again, a lot of games on Monday, three games on Monday uh, here today. Minnesota and Detroit. Lions are down to two and a half point favorites, Alex. The Detroit Lions with a chance to clinch a division title for the first time in 30 years. It would be the first time they win the NFC North. Remember, realignment came early 2000s when the Houston Texans came in the league. So their last division title was the good old NFC Central. Rest in peace on that division. But, you know, Alex, so there's some weird scheduling quirks here going on in this game now. Minnesota and Detroit play each other two of the the last three weeks. There's also with the way that the playoff standings work. There is a realistic shot that Detroit could play Minnesota three times in four weeks. Where it, again it would be obviously Minnesota would have to handle their own business and that's no gimme cuz they're going to be an underdog. They're going to be an underdog this week. If Detroit needs a the game they're going to be an underdog week 18. They'll be a small favorite next week at home against Green Bay. This is two and a half. I don't want anything to do with this at three. I'm good. I was good on Minnesota. Now that we're now that we're below three, no chance, nothing on this, that total of 47 and a half is interesting. I don't know if I can get all the way there on betting, betting a total over here, especially when I could have had 47 46 and a half earlier in the week, but I would only look at the over. I don't want to bet an under in this game, indoor game. Remember? So we know Detroit totally different team indoors.
1: That's funny you say that, because I actually like the first half under. Okay. I went under 23 and a half, because I think Minnesota's defense is very underrated. They're a top-five run defense, holding teams to 92 yards a game, and just 70 at home. Second-best team in points allowed in the first half. Just 7.7 on the season. The Ravens are the only team better. Detroit is the 10th-best team, holding teams to an average of 10 in the first half. So we saw this with the Vikings, right? 0-0 against the Raiders. Three... Um, against the Bears. There it is. And then we saw the Lions defense shut out the Broncos last week in the first half. So I think this is going to be a defensive battle, but you're right. I couldn't get there going under on the full game. I think eventually these offenses are going to put some points up on the board, but I like that first half under
0: 23-and-a-half. And and here's the one thing with with, with Minnesota, too. I have no idea what we're getting out of. Because last week we saw... We saw some good from Nick Mullins. We saw some absurdly bad from Nick Mullins in that game. He threw for over 300. He threw two of the more ridiculous intercept. What the second one, the one that he threw to the defensive tackle was laying on the ground. the Probably the worst interception we've ever seen. And if a higher profile guy did it, and if it happened on a Sunday and not a Saturday, we'd be talking about that one forever. In the way we talk about the butt fumble. Uh, and uh, again, he, Played well, other than those two horrible throws. Uh, Justin Jefferson's finally fully healthy again. I, this is such a weird handicap. Like at three, I get the take of yes. Minnesota, but you can't do it now. Uh, you even lost a couple cents on the money line too. So it's kind of one of those where maybe Detroit goes down, scores a touchdown on the opening drive, come back with a Minnesota in-game number at a better number. Uh, that was uh, what it was on the pre-flop number.
1: I like that as well.
0: That would be the only way I'd even even look at that one by the way uh what before we, we welcome vinnie and just circling back to yesterday real quick because the the clock struck midnight for jake browning which yes we figured was coming at some point now i didn't expect it to come in as spectacular fashion as it did yesterday
1: i definitely did not um
0: the one thing probably in retrospect we probably should have seen it coming because that pittsburgh defense forces a lot of turnovers Three interceptions yesterday really struggled. I know he threw for over 300 yards, but Cincinnati, I think, ran the ball three times in the second half because of how far back they were. And for Pittsburgh, Mason Rudolph looked genuinely good. Now, granted, the first touchdown was all George Pickens. It was all him. It was a six-yard slant pattern that turned into an 89-yard touchdown. Um, And then the second one, I mean, Pickens, after really just getting destroyed in the media the whole week, four catches, 195, two touchdowns, and for the Steelers, we're, again, where it's, uh, we've been waiting for that Tomlin spot for a few weeks now. Uh, we thought it was coming last week against Indianapolis It comes here. Steelers, again, need some help, but they're not done yet. they will be a dog in these last two games. One more win, and Mike Tomlin, we can continue. Hey, he's never gone under five hundred yet again. Uh, but it's just, uh, actually, in all honesty, the best way to tell if the Steelers are going to win or lose, our guy, Sean. By the way, Sean, the chef, as we said uh, earlier in the week, uh, cooked us all, uh, baked us all these unbelievable Christmas treats. That uh, yeah, I oh, we
1: still got a few well, over there. Th- th-
0: that's for our guy Matt never okay. They've been waiting out for our guy Matt Neverd, who uh, uh, had the week off this week here uh, at the studio. Uh, but they didn't. Those treats were so good they didn't even last 24 hours in in, in my house. I nope. know that, Alex. But Sean and I'm just quoting you this morning. Just quoting you. Whenever Sean bets on the Steelers, they lose. Whenever Sean bets against the Steelers, they win. So we'll be waiting with bated breath next Sunday. What Sean does on that Steelers Seahawks game, which kind of makes me think that Sean, <laughs> that makes me think that Sean will probably not bet the game now, just despite me because I said <laughs> that on the air. Now that's probably what will happen. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we get back our guy Vinny Maliulo in studio. The laptops here. Back with more sports by the book here on Christmas Eve.
2: We have 11 amazing restaurants featuring a wide variety for every price range and appetite. South Point's Garden Buffet has something for everyone at unbeatable prices. Or if hunger strikes in the middle of the night, join us at Coronado Cafe. The American menu offers breakfast, lunch or dinner, 24 hours a day, plus a Chinese kitchen for authentic Chinese dishes from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. From steak and eggs to wonton soup, it's fast and friendly service, 24-7. When you need a quick pick-me-up, you can find it at our state-of-the-art Starbucks just inside the main South Point entrance. Order ahead with the Starbucks app for easy mobile order pickups, or enjoy your favorites in the relaxing dining area anytime, day or night. If you love Mexican food, Baja Miguel's has all of your South of the Border favorites. There are dozens of classics to choose from, like fajitas, ceviche, chimichangas, tacos, and more. And for spirit lovers, Baja's colorful non-smoking tequila bar is right outside. Or maybe you're in the mood for seafood. Big Sur Oyster Bar has fresh seafood prepared right before your eyes. Savor freshly shucked oysters, crab legs jambalaya, shrimp and lobster. Beers on tap and a selection of fine wines are perfect to pair with your seafood favorite, whether lunch or dinner. You'll love this fun atmosphere, located just off the casino floor. Ready to shake things up? Step back in time and treat yourself to one of the oldest restaurant chains in the country. Steak and Shake, famous for original mouthwatering steak burgers and hand-dipped milkshakes in a variety of flavors. For some old-fashioned fun, try Steak and Shake. Welcome back
0: in. Merry Christmas Eve, everyone. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White's here, and joining us now with his laptop in front of him. There it is.
3: Old school laptop,
0: eight thousand sheets of paper. Our guy, Vinny Malool. Merry Christmas, first off. Vinnie.
3: Merry Christmas, Jeff, Alex, crew, and Sean's back there. Sean's back, Sean back, there. back there. Yeah, you can't see him behind the, uh, okay, the yeah, column. Yeah. But I-, I was gonna say,
0: Sean, you should be able to see Sean. He's a tall guy there. That's right.
3: no, now I see him. Yeah, he's behind the camera. <laughs> um Yeah. By the way, this is all recycled paper, so oh, I'm, okay, think I'm good. killing good, trees. Good. um and there are yeah, as Alex can tell, just pencil them on there too, like, just to really go old school. Um, you know, Merry Christmas, and uh, good to be uh, good to be both of, with both. Yeah,
0: of
1: you. It's, yeah. it's good to have you in. Right.
0: Um, I, I just want to start. I'm going to take a quick detour, real quick. Cause, yeah, because I was at both the Las Vegas Bowl. By the way, awful football game last night. Oh. Congratulations to Northwestern for winning the game. But yeah, a grinder, yeah, grinder. Honestly, Northwestern should have won the game 31-7. Uh, quite frankly. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they gave up a lot of opportunities, a lot of, the, a lot of fourth and inches punting yeah. last night. Yeah. Um, regardless, um, but it was that the Fort Atlantic Arizona game yesterday? Heck of a game. I, I had a pretty, good, pretty nice break. Right? One of the best, one of the best games of the college right? basketball season yeah. so far. I just want to, I, I just one quick observation yesterday, mm-hmm. where Arizona, we, you and I both had number one power rated like mm-hmm. going into yesterday. Yeah.
3: And by the way, if, just if, if yeah. they were to play today. Arizona would still be favored. Of course. Even though they lost yesterday. They would, they would probably. Now, we had talked yesterday. Remember, you said, I'd like to get eight. And I yeah. said, isn't six and a half enough? I mean. Well, you know what I ended
0: up doing? You know what I ended up doing? I ended up taking Florida Atlantic money line. Very good. Yes. At- so we ended up being okay on that yesterday.
3: So my other, my <laughs> other price was pretty accurate, that the yeah. likelihood of you being there and being in action was. Well,
0: well, you know what you I ended up doing it. yesterday, Vinny. You were right; laid the S on the action on both games. <laughs> I just took both underdogs in both games. Good and for came you! Away with yeah, good. so good for you. Buddy. See, I, not thinking at all in placing a bet actually is. Merry working, Christmas! Though. There that's you exactly go. Merry you give yourself a but, Christmas uh, gift. But I, I, I just want to say yeah, Go ahead. This, real quick, Where talent wise, I don't know if there's a team in America that's more talented than ever. But after mm-hmm. watching them yesterday, mm-hmm. the way that they played down the stretch. And I know North Carolina nearly won a national championship playing this way two years ago. But you live and die by Caleb. Yes, Where
3: they've turned. His, yeah. Even
0: though he made two big threes at the end of regulation and overtime yesterday, even though they lost, the, the, the shot decision-making is not there. Mm-hmm. And unlike with Hubert Davis, who, look, there are questions about Hubert Davis' coaching ability. I thought that at least in that run, love's shot selection was better than what it was yesterday. Tommy Lloyd didn't even attempt to coach in that game. And that's alarming to me moving yeah. forward and we saw it 2 years ago in the NCAA tournament where Houston destroyed them in the sweet 16. Mm-hmm. We know Calvin Sampson's an elite coach. Very and last year where I know Princeton made the sweet 16, that's a game Arizona should never lose, mm-hmm. especially with Princeton shooting the way they did. Now.
3: Coaching is uh, is is extremely important. I mean, I, I don't want to uh, overemphasize it, uh, except you have to in the college game. So, uh, to your point, I, I saw that myself. I thought that you you hope that as the season moves on, that Tommy Lloyd takes something away from not only yesterday, but to, but to the two experiences in the NCAA tournament the last couple of years that you referred to. Um. Not so sure that's going to happen, Jeff. You saw an Atlantic, uh, a Florida Atlantic team yesterday that's got multiple shooters. I mean, they they're um, they've got a good game. That's a, that's a good team. It's a together team. Uh, they've been together now for a couple seasons, and and they play very well. We talked about that yesterday. Um, not going to anoint them just yet as a uh, as as number one, but are they a a, a top 10 tier team are they capable absolutely look at the run they made a year ago and now they're even better yeah. um, the thing about Arizona is they're going to have to they're gonna to have to make other people get involved to, at critical times and they've got players to do that um, John's a kid from a uh, uh, San Diego State that uh, transferred it went to you know to the title game but I think it's Johnson right mm-hmm. he, you know I mean so you look at that they were passing up opportunities, to uh, to take to, to take shots, and I get you know Love made some critical shots, and he's a he's a terrific player, but sometimes it's a little out of control, and um, I also thought that down the stretch, they they had some critical turnovers. Credit Florida Atlantic for that, um, particularly when uh, when they had the advantage on the inside and, and didn't, and didn't utilize well, it. So that's, just didn't use that's, the, at all. that's the, that's the, yeah. that's the coaching element that, that you're referring oh. to. So unless they adjust that uh, your point is certainly yeah. going to, you know, going to, going to show itself.
0: And, and look, I thought that way about Scott drew. Of course he ended up winning a national championship a few years ago. Um, But again, credit to Florida, John L Davis was so Terrific. good in that game yesterday and great. Far, and, and, For people who said, oh, there was just, we overrated the Owls because they made the run last year. And if they lose to Memphis, then we don't even, we think about them as maybe a borderline top 20. No, no, no. that's a legitimate top 10 team there with the right draw in March. They're capable of being right in the same spot. They were a year ago, which was a buzzer beater away from being in a national title game against Connecticut.
3: last. No, they're listen, they're legit. And they've got, they can make shots and, and multiple people can make shots too. And, uh, the way they share the basketball shows you that they've got confidence in each other.
0: Let's go to today. Yeah. I want to go to Jacksonville and Tampa here because this has been a big mover throughout the week, yes. the last 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Looks like Trevor Lawrence is going to play. He's cleared.
3: He, uh, he's you know cleared. He, he traveled
0: yeah. yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's now flipped to Jacksonville as a one-point favorite. This has been as high as Tampa 3. Yeah. When it looked like Lawrence wasn't going to play. Earlier in the
3: 43. week. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Vinny, I still like the Bucks. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I still like Tampa in this game.
3: A uh, uh, much healthier too, yeah. right? When, when you when you look at it, and again, is is Baker Mayfield going to have the same uh, the same kind of game as he did a, a week ago at Green Bay? Uh, I, I I think that'd be difficult. Uh, I mean, he had a, he had a perfect uh, quarterback rating la- last week, uh, but the fact of the matter is, he's a, he's a, a warrior. Uh, we've talked quite a bit about veteran quarterbacks coming in and and, and, and helping teams. Uh, this is a veteran roster too. So um, now the other thing is, yeah, I I realize in Trevor Lawrence, give him credit. I mean, whether you know a, a month ago it was the ankle, a couple of weeks ago it was the uh, the knee, and the last couple of weeks it's uh, been concu- uh, con- concussion protocol. Uh, give this young man credit for battling, right, Alex? I mean, you know, he's he's showed up and he's there. But they have a lot. They've got a lot of injuries, particularly. Uh, at the wide receiver position.
1: So I'm not doing anything with this game yet. I'm going to wait on it. I want to see if I can get a better total to go over it. Mm-hmm. So maybe even in the second half, but looking at the numbers, Jags are third best first half holding teams to yeah. an average of eight points in the first half. We've also seen that, seen their offense kind of start slow this year, but then they are six in second half points averaging 12.4, but their defense is um, <laughs> defensively in the second half they are dead last yeah. giving up the most points in the second half so i'm going to kind of wait on this which that could actually go to your point with the bucks here jeff waiting on them yeah, and maybe I, getting more points yeah
0: i look I, again could jacksonville find it today where they haven't found it in the last month yeah it's possible maybe uh they're more than capable that is that mm-hmm. is again right and sports betting for
3: you yeah that's so. <laughs> by the way total 43 yeah. i mean it and it open how opened much
0: did that go up 43 with
3: well, it was as low as forty-one, forty-one so and a half, so a couple of points. That's actually uh, a
0: little Michelle. surprising that it didn't you know, go up, but almost it, that whole. It's actually
3: cool. I'm starting to see some, uh, some forty, forty-two and a halves out yeah, there so, and stuff. So you know,
0: well, actually, that Tampa again. We we talked about this in the in the north today. The weather is
3: is unseasonably
0: warm today in the north. Mm-hmm. Tampa, it's always warm. It's seventy-one degrees nice. here on Christmas Eve. So, mm-hmm. no, and about twelve mile an hour winds. So. On, on, the, on the border, potentially being an impact uh, for that one with the Floridian teams the day before Christmas. Another Floridian game here. Miami and Dallas. Yeah. We talked about this on Friday, Vinny. It's one now. Miami laying at 48 the total. Again, we've talked about this. And, Alex, I'm curious your thoughts on this game as well. Dallas, go beat a good team on the road. Miami, go beat a good team anywhere.
3: Anywhere. Yeah,
0: that's what this yeah. one comes down to today.
3: And um, money showed for the Cowboys. Uh, I was just talking about, about this and a few other games with Chris Andrews, uh, director here at South Point. And you know what? Um, yeah, there's, uh, there's a bit more Cowboy money right to this. But I, I, listen, I think when we get to it. A 125 kickoff here uh, locally. Uh, there'll be Dolphin money here. This will be a, a, one of the more popular bet games here. Tyreek Hill looks like he's going to go for the Dolphins, but they still have those offensive line injuries, so uh, it remains to be seen just how you know uh, how how what adjustments they make. Um, You know, Cowboys did did what everybody expected them to do to make a statement a couple of weeks ago against Philadelphia at home, and then look what happened last week. Uh, I mean, so it's uh, it's it's going to we'll see what kind of both of these teams. You know, look—they're both playoff in playoff position, but do they need it from a maybe a psychological and a, a you know a positioning standpoint? Certainly. So, uh, but I think uh, I think we're going to see uh, the other thing. I think we'll see here is I think this total will start to tick up. Don't forget, it opened at fifty-one. It got below forty-eight. I think as we get further uh, into this morning and afternoon, we'll see some over money.
1: I I would assume so too. I went over twenty four and a half for the first half first though half. with these two top defenses. Dallas averaging eighteen and a half points in the first halves this season. Miami seventeen and a half, and they've had twenty one in their last three. I would lean to Dallas here sidewise, but I haven't made a bet yet. My only concern is they play a lot of man to man. I want to see what adjustments mm-hmm. they make because we know Tyreek Hill can uh, outrun anyone. But. And,
3: and I think if you're gonna if you're gonna play Dallas. You're probably gonna bet them on the money line, and you know, like lay. Yeah, I mean, it's a, lay a dollar five or but, take even money if you can find even money somewhere, rather than you know, lay late yeah, ten I mean, cents. Just, I mean, if you like them, it's a pick'em game. Yeah, so. I
0: would be surprised if this land of Miami won. Uh, you know, I, there there are a few a few factors in this game. I do like Dallas, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'm gonna bet them. There's two reasons for that: they got annihilated on the ground last week. Buffalo ran all. Yeah. Over. And I know Miami has offensive line issues, but that zone that zone rushing <clears throat> attack that they have is very difficult to defend. Now, last week, Buffalo kind of ground and pounded them to death mm-hmm. more than anything. But I'm curious to see how Dallas handles that zone running attack. And Mostert has looked really good so far. This
3: Mostert year. and Ishan is, uh, is, is, is is going back to play. As well. looks like. yeah. yep. mm-hmm.
0: Tyree kills back. Yes. Yeah. So they can loosen it up. Mm-hmm. That. I know Duran Bland has the record for most pick sixes in the year. But him and D- and I know Diggs has been out for the whole year, but him mm-hmm. and Diggs are very similar corners. They're going to make a lot of great plays like interceptions mm-hmm. that but they're also going to bust as well. And if you're going to bust against Miami, you're going to give up 70 yard touchdowns. You're going to give up 45 yard plays. Yeah. So I actually I know this total's been bet down. I like this total over now. Well, I think the, it's
3: going to come up. Now, yes, yeah, I, do. I mean, we're sitting at we're 48 see we're at some 51 over money. on, on mm-hmm.
0: a week ago. Mm-hmm. In the high 40s, I like this thing over. I know that's probably going to be a square play by the end of the day, but I do like this thing over 48 because I, I expect Dallas to move the ball. Miami's defense looked like the 85 Bears because the Jets are the Jets last week. Mm hmm. I expect this to be a game that both teams are in the, in, the, in the mid to high 20s, which gets us over.
3: I think also neither of these teams' minds being in a in a shootout. Right. I can't blame that. Right? Because they can both score.
1: But that's a very good point now that it has moved down so much. I made it 53 and half so that, that's some value there. We have five points, right? Five and yeah. and a half I think
3: points that's a play, play then. So. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, as we speak, uh, they're s- starting to see some uh, yeah, the, the 48 <laughs> is, and a half. The, the, the think
0: hooks think are that. starting <laughs> to reappear in some oh. spot. Uh one of the one of the two fully meaningless games here today, Dallas, or excuse me, Arizona and Chicago, Vinny. Yeah, I know the Bears are technically alive, but let's be real with ourselves here. Chicago's four. Mm-hmm. Total's forty two. There's potential for fog here in this game, Vinny.
3: I remember a game in Soldier Field.
0: Playoff game, right?
3: It was against the Eagles that people literally Asked us what's wrong with our TVs. I was at Caesars, and because you, you could not see the the field. I mean, it, it was it was. You remember that game, Randall I Cunningham? Al- I wasn't alive, I, but I know about it. I, I wasn't alive the again. There's the reference. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Thank you. Thank you. You were there, in okay. Thank you. That was so what 19, somebody else 19, was alive. That was uh, besides Chris, Jimmy, and I during that, a game.
0: That was December thirty. That was New Year's Eve, nineteen eighty eight. Yeah. that game.
3: Right, right. New Year's Eve. So, um. I think it was a playoff game, right? A, yeah, twenty to twelve game. was the yeah. final. Yes. So, um, yeah, you talk about weather. Well, fog is a uh, it's an interesting, uh, is is an anomaly that uh, we don't oftentimes have to deal with, uh, but yeah, it's a it's a factor. This game, uh, did open four and a half. They took the four and a half with the Cardinals. You know, meaningless in terms of the standings for sure, uh, Jeff. Um, but the other part is here. You've got you've got incentive by the, on the part of players well, let's look at the bears right the bears really because of their draft position this year right and the way they structured trades and did some things they are they have the number 1 pick this yes, year yes they have carolina's right? they have, pick which is, pick. is number 1 okay. yes so their decision is in a quarterback rich draft at least rich in terms of all the, the top one, two. The, one com- the ones coming yeah. out, the yeah. number of of, of uh, quarterbacks coming out, they've got a decision to make, and Justin Fields knows this, and really he's played better in in uh, in the last month, and so you know, the, from from a uh, an incentive standpoint, and again a lot of players are playing for their jobs. Look at last night, the Chargers who were abysmal ten days ago here, all right, literally you know many many of them quit. Well, if you're going to quit, you're not going to get paid. And you saw a response last night by them. They lost the game, but what a what a much different effort uh, uh on the part of uh of, of those players.
0: Very easily could have won the game, less. So,
3: they yeah, they they could have, yeah. right? They could have really yeah. ended almost ended Buffalo's season pretty, pretty much or just about put a uh, you know, put them really behind the eight ball. But um and again, credit the Bills for finding a way, but the getting back to the Cardinals and Bears did both of these teams. What's going to happen with Kyler Murray? Like all, and let's face it, no team has drafted more quarterbacks in the last decade. Oh, last, 50,
0: last ten right? years, Last seven years, right? honestly, uh, uh, than <laughs> the Cardinals.
3: So there's a lot at stake here. Now, how does that come into play with the handicap? Well, it, you know, the numbers there, and again, they took four and a half. Uh, you know, there's, there's something, something for somebody to, uh, to to find. Alex.
1: Yeah, I think the numbers right. I mean, you're right. Justin Fields has played very well, and their defense. They've done really good. good.
3: Yeah,
1: I just don't know. We've talked about Arizona too. I mean, they've been yeah. scrappy yeah. all year long. So yeah.
0: I thought the number was right for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, there. I know yeah. that some people will be like, "Oh, how are the Bears favored by this much against anyone?" But I think that number's fair. Uh, if the weather was not, if there wasn't this potential for the fog, I actually like this game over. Agreed. Uh, I, I know, mm-hmm. I know, Chicago's defense has been much better since Ibrahulus has taken the play calling over, but Arizona. Arizona with Kyler Murray has just looked like an ordinary, mediocre team, which, again, we're talking about a team that we thought was going to be as bad as anyone ever Mm -hmm. going into the year, and they've just been your boilerplate, third or fourth worst team in the NFL, which is pretty good. And you're right, Vinny. These are two teams right now. Chicago has the first pick and the sixth pick. Mm -hmm. Arizona's number three. Yeah right now and they also have houston's pick which is going to be a lot lower than i think anyone expects. yes going into this year there are a lot of people There are both i don't with the reports out of phoenix it feels like they're going to stay with kyler murray moving forward that's what the feeling i think i think i think it's the 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 money that has a a lot to do with it too they may not have a choice yeah the contract plays a big role in that yeah we knew this conversation was going on with fields the whole year Mm -hmm. we know that fields has been playing for his job the bears are going to be picking high enough in this upcoming draft, Mm -hmm. the bears are going to be picking high enough because of Carolina. that's right and it is a very difficult choice here for this front office moving forward even if Mm -hmm. fields plays well the last three weeks Mm -hmm. it's still a tough choice sure because it's at this point it's not just hey we're not going to take the quarterback and we're going to bring back fields no 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 it's not just that it's you're picking up the fifth-year option. You're not only picking up the mm-hmm. fifth-year option. You're probably giving him one hundred and fifty, hundred seventy-five million dollars oh, to sure. be your quarterback.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's
0: a huge, huge deal for Chicago. Instead of starting the clock over again with a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract.
3: And if your fields, you're looking at it saying, "Well, if I'm if I'm going to be somewhere else, I got I have to showcase some talent so I, I can get I, I affirmation feel, uh, contract."
0: I feel pretty confident yeah. in saying that. Justin Fields will be a, a starter in the league week one next year somewhere. Somewhere. I don't know if it will mm-hmm. be Chicago. I don't know if it will be somewhere else. But him being a starter week one next year, yeah. I would be surprised if he is not. Yeah, one especially if he. In week one.
3: If he continues the play uh, for today in the next couple of games, if he continues the way he's played this last month, I I think you're you're. Spot on.
0: There, there are two there are two uh spots that make a lot of sense to me. They both wear black. One of them is well, just north of us here, and okay. the other one's in the southeast. Would make a whole lot of sense for me with uh with Justin Fields.
3: So the Raiders, uh and the Falcons. And the, Falcons? And the Falcons. Yeah, Falcons. Wow. Depends Maybe
0: this- on now, I assume I, if Atlanta misses the playoffs, I think they're both gonna be hiring new coaches. Oh yeah. We know the Raiders are already gonna be. So it's going to depend on who they bring in behind them.
3: Well, the Steelers have to have some. Yeah, to, I don't know what to, I, I'll right? told,
0: I'll be totally honest with you. I have nice. no idea what's going to happen with Pittsburgh
3: this yeah. offseason. Because Tomlin
0: yeah. could be out.
3: Sure. There have been
0: rumblings that teams mm-hmm. may try to trade for Tomlin this offseason, mm-hmm. which would make a lot of sense. Sure. And if that's the case, who knows what they do at quarterback moving forward. Yeah. They might be committed to pick it for one more year, and then that's it after, after three years if it's not good enough. Yeah, maybe we'll There's see a lot of, a lot of yesterday kind
1: of uh switched that narrative a little though uh,
0: all, all i'm gonna say all i'm gonna say is we've seen enough of mason rudolph to know that mason rudolph is not the guy for more than one week i know not, that. For,
1: not for him i know oh, i know, for what, you I know okay. what you mean. i know <laughs> what you
0: mean uh let's go to the late game uh you know Vinny, it's up to seven and a half behind yes us. it is only seven and a half in the market it's right mostly, here at Point. it's mostly seven minus 120 on the favorite in most spots hmm I like the Patriots.
1: I was going to say, that means we're going to have two-way action. (laughs) I like uh, the
0: Patriots, especially if you're going to give me the hook.
3: Alex, you like the Broncos? I
1: do. I laid the six and a half, though.
3: You know, I love when there's two-way action. (laughs) Well,
0: here's the the deal, though, Vinny. I know the the sentence will make you cringe, but if it lands Denver 7, We'll have two winners on the desk and why you'll do you, be
3: paying wha, wha, both of us. Why why do you why do you why do you insist why do you Merry insist on, on, on you just, now you want a stocking stuffer, right? You had the two winners yesterday, the two both dogs yesterday, and now you want a stocking stuffer. Okay, go ahead. That's fine. That's fine. No, it's uh uh this game here open five and a half. I mean it's been yeah, a, a steady a stream of Broncos trip. all week. Um again, still plenty of injuries. Uh, with the patriots and now wide receiver injuries uh came out this morning i think uh, uh in with the inactives so uh but look you know this this bronco team is, is is fighting for their playoff life and um i think that's what's what's driving a lot of folks uh, to, to the broncos side here so uh alex i'm sure you you laid less than 7 i, I i'm very yeah. confident about that so
1: I did. I did. And I think last week was just a really bad spot for the Broncos. It was their Mm -hmm. third road game going to Detroit. So I didn't want to take too much Mm -hmm. from that. I made the Broncos about a nine-point favorite here at home against the Patriots. So I laid the six-and-a-half bounce-back spot for them. They are six-and-two straight up in their last eight games. So I expected a a big one from them. Zappi kind of came back down. Look, the Patriots are awful.
0: I, I, I get that. I like I said on Friday's show. I am very concerned about what that relationship between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson is.
3: Oh no, no that
0: that that's no doubt. that's my concern. And if that contract was not completely unmovable, I I would feel pretty confident in saying that it would be a different. Even though Wilson has been okay this year, it does feel like, especially after that outburst by Payton on the sidelines last Saturday, that. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton can't stand his quarterback. So, yeah. um, uh, again, that contract's unmovable. He's going to be there barring yeah. something shocking next year. So, Sean
3: Payton, coach it. I mean, you know, well, that's what? You, to, okay. you got the Sean money, Payton's too. Listen, he got a nice contract, too, right? Yeah, so, yeah. figure out a way.
0: All right, before we let you go back to work, yeah, just putting the three Christmas games together before yes. Alex and I break them down, before we get out of here. Okay. Uh, ten and a half on Kansas City.
3: Yep, open ten and uh, up to ten and a half. Thirteen
0: so. and a half on Philadelphia now.
3: <laughs> and climbing.
0: Yeah, we're gonna get four teams probably. Probably, and then San Francisco at six against Baltimore.
3: Yeah, did uh, we actually did uh, touch six and a half uh, yesterday? But uh, yeah, I mean that's listen. uh, When you when you look at this board, uh, certainly the Cowboys Dolphins is is a a real marquee game and a popular game. But the Ravens Niners is the game everybody everybody wants to see. Is it a a a Super Bowl preview as it's being hyped? Well, maybe. Um, They've still got a long way to go, both teams, but. Uh, certainly, the the top two seeds right now, and uh, you know, just hope that it's a great game and both teams come out of it healthy, and uh, and, and and you know get get uh, finish the season and then uh, get to the postseason. But great betting game, and uh, look at that! Look at the time slot tomorrow night, five fifteen.
1: Yeah. Are people betting That's- it already? Are or- you?
3: Oh yeah, they're 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 betting tomorrow. They're tying in every tying every, in, yeah. every every you know, every game. I mean, Thursday night you, know, you had of course the the game and then two games yesterday which again, it's just a the way it's the way it 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 layers is is really great.
0: That uh that Niner Raven game,
3: Benny. Yeah.
0: Do you think the handle will be impacted because it's Christmas night in comparison to a different like let's say this was like 3 weeks ago Let's Friday say it's night.
3: New Year's? Yeah. Or even if, let's say it's a week from now, yeah. right? I mean, let's cause it's going to be, you know, a huge, uh, a huge, uh, I don't think so, Jeff, because, and, and again, do we have, you know, the typical crowd here right now? It's a little bit lighter, but mm-hmm. again, what people have done is, you know, they, they made their bets yesterday. They made their bets last night, but the same thing today. But by the time this game gets here, remember on Thanksgiving, how we talked about how it's a little quiet in the morning. And then that second game, you know, everybody starts, you know, filtering in. And then by the evening, everybody's, all right, you know, mom and grandma are throwing everybody out of the house to get a break, you know. So, you know, go over to the South Point, get out of here. I want, you know. And so this place will be uh, very busy tomorrow night. That, that game will be, uh, just by virtue of its A position, and B, the matchup will be the highest bet game uh of, of the weekend so i i don't think you know will it, would it do more if it was a week from now y- yes but um it's certainly going to uh, live up to its uh up to its billing from uh from a betting
2: standpoint
0: vinny we'll let you go back to work
3: i'm going vinny, Merry, Merry christmas, christmas everybody christmas, vinny, and thanks for... to our crew both of you frank uh, uh, nicotero you know and uh Certainly, everybody for, for tuning in out there. We really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Over, we're almost to 1,000 on the YouTube subscribers. Please, if you're watching us right now, click that subscribe button. It's free. Get us
3: to 1,000.
0: On yeah, Christmas. that's all we want There may or may not be something fun coming when we get to 1,000. May or may not.
3: Oh, there'll be something fun.
0: There'll be something. I don't know what, but we'll see. Vinny, thank you as always. Merry, thank
3: Christmas. You. Merry
0: Christmas. All right, Alex, before we get out of here today, let's look at those three Monday games. Five minutes for these, and we won't be on tomorrow, so this will be our preview real quick. I don't have anything on the first game. Kansas City now at 10.5. I don't want to come back on the Raiders. I just, I don't want to, I don't even want to say yes. Last week was the get right spot for Kansas City, even though they covered all the early numbers. It wasn't an impressive showing in that game. They won the game by 10. They probably should have won the game by 24 with how it played out after the early goings. Uh, I'm still waiting for that. We saw it a few weeks ago here where they got in the 14 nothing hole and then smashed the Raiders right. the rest of the game. But I'm still waiting for that, hey, we're right game from Kansas City. I feel like it may come tomorrow, but I'm not laying north of 10 when I could have laid a better number.
1: See, and I'm looking at the Raiders here a little bit, but I would probably play them more in the first half. They do play the Chiefs tough, but they just cannot hang in the whole game with them. I'm going with Rasheed Rice over 67.5 receiving yards again, though. I'm going to keep playing this until it gets too high. But he's done it in four straight, averaging 83.5 in those four games. So he's Patrick Mahomes' favorite target right now. And people are still betting Kelsey, but we haven't really seen that production. So you got to find a different target. So that's my best play in that game. But I may jump in a little bit on the Raiders. We'll see where that number goes and if I play first half or full game.
0: Yeah, nothing, nothing for me on that one. Two, the second game, we're gonna get for you. Go ahead. I
1: right. didn't check the weather in Kansas City either. Are we good there?
0: And Kansas City, Kansas City. I I, I checked it yesterday. It was not supposed to be anything crazy there in KC. And tomorrow, a little bit of a potential for rain tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, nothing, nothing wet. Uh, uh, 15 55 degrees potential for rain, but it's less than 20%. So the rain's there today.
1: The total's a little low, but
0: Philadelphia and the, and the giants up to 13 and a half. I, I, I'm not bothering here. Missed a number on Philadelphia. No interest in betting Tommy DeVito and company for me.
1: could, could tease the Eagles down. We've talked about this spot for a while. I mean, now that they lost three in a row, Philadelphia, this is the get right spot for them. We saw the, Giants already come back down to life here with Tommy DeVito. So I would only play the Eagles here, tease them down, get them under that seven.
0: And now let's look at the, the game of the year yes. so far in the NFL. You know, Alex, it's just the first time in the last 30 years that the number one seed in the AFC at the time played the number one team in the NFC at the time. That happened twice in the same season. It already happened with Philadelphia and Kansas City earlier in the year. Now it's happening here in week 16. With Baltimore and San Francisco. San Francisco's up to six. As Vinny said, did touch six and a half. This just shows how good San Francisco is. Baltimore, by basically any power rating at this point, is number two, at worst, number three. And th- there are six on the road in this game in a place that has a little home field advantage, nothing crazy there in San Francisco because they're great regardless of where they play. I'm not touching this game on the side. I will say I do think forty-six and a half is a little low. I know that may come off as odd with the quality of defenses in this game, but San Francisco's scoring on everyone, and I just wonder if this is a game for Baltimore where they really let Lamar throw the football, because uh, I don't think you're going to get much running against San Francisco. See if Lamar wants to throw the football. I know Ward has been awesome recently in that secondary for for San Francisco, but. I, if anything, and I know this will probably go up because it's the last game in a yeah. time on a holiday, but I don't mind this thing to the over at the 46 and a half, 46.
1: Out there. I don't mind it either. And I do think that Baltimore will be able to run the ball a little bit on them because teams have with the Niners, but they've kind of masked that by scoring so much. And then teams are passing, trying to catch up. So I don't mind that at all. I actually laid the five and a half with the Niners. And huh? I know I've been a big... Um, pusher of the Ravens, best team in the AFC. And I still think that, but right now, I think this is going to come down to execution and the Niners are executing better than anyone in the league. We've seen the Ravens. I mean, they really shouldn't have even won that game last week against the Jags.
0: I, you know, this is the thing that comes back to me with Baltimore. I don't trust that. There have been multiple times this year where we have watched them in these quote-unquote big games. The Sunday night game against the Chargers, they should have lost that game if the Chargers just didn't melt. Last week Jacksonville scoring zero points in the first half was essentially impossible and they did. Uh, but look again, they keep winning. They have a great defense. And not only that, they again, they're 11 they're 11, or they're 11 and 3. They have led or been tied with two minutes to go or less in all 14 games. That is really obviously insane to do. Last team that did that was the 07 Patriots pretty good regular season team Alex uh, so um, you're in a scenario here where it's it's tough to t- tough to look at this Raven team and say the w- what I'm saying but that's how I feel that's how I feel
1: about them no I agree with you and I that's why I did lay the points here with San Francisco but if the Ravens beat me I won't be too disappointed because yeah. you know I have been uh, talking about them all season long and do have some future so that'll just help my case there but I laid the points with the Niners I feel pretty confident about it.
0: All right, that's all the time we have. Uh everyone out there for 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 both Alex and I and the whole crew back there today, Sean and and Ann back there, Ryan, Jerry, Matt Neverett as well in our in our great crew, Vinny, Chris, Jimmy, we we all we, we wish everyone a Merry Christmas. We thank you for watching us throughout yes. the year. We thank you for uh, for giving us the time here on these Sundays, these Saturdays previewing the games. Hoping you can pick up a few things from us uh, through the, through this. We're off tomorrow. Frank Nicotero is back on Tuesday with Punchlines at noon Pacific. Our show here on Sports by the Book is back on Thursday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Getting you ready for the Jets and the Browns. Sorry, guys. Wish we had a better game than that one. Alex, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. For for Alex White, I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you again on Thursday. Enjoy the holiday, everyone. This has been Sports by the Book.